20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some monogamy. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Oh, 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 oh. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. And today we have a pretty cool topic. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, mostly, it's going to be mostly a Heidi-centric episode, and it'll become obvious soon why that is. But I wanted to talk about a coffee table book that I um, just recently went through. Got it a few months back. It is... I discovered it and had it like in our Amazon order list for a while. No, Didn't well, we? it was yes. just in a wish list, I think. Yeah. We found it just in the comic book previews is what it was where. But yes. it's the Playboy Centerfolds 1956, I believe, through 2016. Or 1953 to 2016. And basically what it is, is it's just a nice, big, oversized coffee table book. Um, with it's almost bigger than a coffee table book because it's almost it's like an inch and a half thick. It's it's big. It's I'd say even bigger than your usual coffee table book. Well, plus who puts a coffee table book like of centerfolds on their coffee table? But it, <laughs> unless you're Hugh Hefner, maybe <laughs> it is a pretty big book. But it's it's a coffee table book, um, and it's basically one centerfold per page. So you have the six decades of. Um, six and six and a half um, decades of uh, centerfolds and there's an introduction for each decade but in general the book is just one picture per page you can watch the evolution of bush yeah well you can watch evolution it's not quite a flip show but it's i recommend this book it's really cool i mean you should flip through it i'd be curious what oh, you i think. plan to so i took the time i sat down i went, I went through about a decade per day so it took me um you know, a little over six days to to go through it. And I didn't go through it fast, and I was taking in the images. And it's really interesting to see trends, not just in the women themselves, but in the photography and the different stocks they use, the different lighting. They really... How much gine you see, how much titty you see, true. how much nipple you but see. But even just from a, a photography standpoint, it, it's really fascinating all around. Like, of course, you get to see the the trends in, in, mm-hmm. in women and going from um, early on, you don't even see a hint, like their position, so you don't even see a bush. You just see uh, butts. Or actually, in the early days, you might not even see uh, the actual nipple. You pretty much always see cleavage and breasts, mm-hmm. but you might not even see nipples in the early days. Although the very first centerfold was Marilyn Monroe, and she was, you could see nipples there. But then, um, I don't think it was until the um, 70s that you could even start to see a little bit of lip through the bush. And But what I found super, which by the way, my favorite decade for sexiness, but also where things had evolved into being, where they were really nailing it in terms of the centerfold and the spread mm-hmm. itself but also not the super glamorous like it gets to be almost too 
too nice looking like where mm-hmm. it still has a little bit of rawness is, is the 1970s is probably my favorite decade in the book but it was just really what i did why i didn't expect although i should have if i would have thought about it was just yeah. seeing the evolution of the spread itself like um the 1950s the and, spread no the the evolution <laughs> of, the, of the 1950s and 60s the lighting yeah. is very flat the the models themselves don't stand out from the background that much and so mm-hmm. you really start to see in the 1970s where they the they're starting to use the lighting and backlighting and really having the models pop and the background themselves pop and i've paged the, through it the, but the cinematography is is fascinating just from a uh, like they're learning how to f- photograph not only the models but also how to make the models look good in the space that they're in um and that's and so it, it, it was a really cool cool historical piece of what's women's trends what's for what's photography trends doing what's um what's beauty doing what's what's um society doing in terms of you can it's it's a really cool time capsule um of 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 a lot of different types of things obviously erotica and and the female form is first and foremost but when you really start to think stop and appreciate what everything's doing and the the photographers are credited for every single image as well so you really not that i know who the photographers are but i was appreciative that they that they get the credit in there and so it was um really cool i i had had it for a couple of months and just didn't take we the got time. it in september of 2019 yeah so and i didn't get to it until february um, yeah so we had it for a while i had it for a little while it's, although when we it's first... official title is playboy the complete centerfolds 1953 to 2016 and it I is on amazon it. it's, it's about 60 dollars. i think i nailed it i think i got the title exactly right um the the other th- so when, when when we got it part of the reason is i didn't dive right into it is because um is when we got it it's a it's a pretty big oversized book but the binding isn't so one negative is that the binding isn't uh tied you know um with string the way that some some of the nicer bound uh books are this is this is your standard glue. glue yeah and this it's, is it's your a, standard center glue it, it pushes the boundary for how how thick a book should be to be center glued it's like right at the edge and so it's like uh it's basically divided. There's probably like 20 different sections that are like together in mm-hmm. that book that are all glued sort of together. And one of those sections came out. Actually, a couple of them. One came out like the night we got it and then another one later. And we went to uh, Michael's and I never bought it before, but they make glue specifically for gluing uh, book binding and things like that. And so we just and I, w- I was worried about ruining the gutter like where the page like where the book like down at the very bottom like that's actually a big thing with comic books is that if you when you print a trade paperback even if like there was no gutter by the or border around the pages in the actual individual issue a lot of times you need that for a trade paperback you miss that like like that like quarter inch that's like right down by the binding if you have a thick Mm -hmm. comic and same thing here i was worried about you know losing some of the gutter by by just gluing but it it turned out fine i don't uh not to my own horn because i'm not a very i'm not a very crafty person at all but i was able to glue this binding and it um Mm -hmm. had to do it i think three times total for all the different pages that were falling out but it it's a it's a really nice looking volume so check it out it was uh uh you want to say the title again 
Because no. I, I nailed it earlier, but I don't think it, it's a Playboy uh, history of this of centerfolds. Just, I think it's just the centerfold. In 1953 to 2016, and it ends specifically in 2016 because that's when Playboy announced that they were moving to um, non-nude photography, and so the last issue was uh, Pamela Anderson on mm-hmm. the cover. She was one of the more prolific, obviously, yep. uh, centerfolds. I remember it was a mad scramble because I wanted that issue just for. Just to have as a keepsake the last issue of um, the nude Playboys, and it it was an end of an era. Although it didn't last, I, I think about a year later they they came back. They came yeah. back as nudes, but I think that even then that lasted. I don't think Playboys in print currently. Um, mm-hmm. I think it went online only, and like they have a uh, sort of sort of a um, shoot. What was the men's magazine? Uh, sort of sort of a Maxim style. Now and they have like a, a Playboy website. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're even printing. So in my mind, 2016 is still the end of the era. Like they, they tried something non-nudes and then they came back briefly with, they were trying with with nudes. But um, 2016 was pretty much the end of it. And so that's why I go with 2016. But I highly recommend this this volume. It's, it's, a, it's a really cool, really cool set. It looks like they're not printing monthly, but they do have special edition printings like they've got a spring 2020 the speech issue that's coming out okay but it's it's 25 dollars. so yeah, it's, see, it's a special it's, edition they've like changed formats that's why like the 2016 was really the end of the standard monthly and format they're, they're, and... um they have a digital archive now of every single issue that you can subscribe to it's, it's the subscription model like mm-hmm. like most places have gone but there's no i've one thing i, I want to look into i don't know if it exists is some of like almost the um, the complement to this volume would be a collection of some of the best essays and interviews that have ever because Playboy that's that's one of the things Playboy mm-hmm. I mean it's the cliche that like you read it for the articles but that's one of the things Playboy was also known for is it's really awesome interviews. So the, they became quarterly in 2019, okay. which previously they had been six six issues a year was their format. Um, prior in, to, the, in the years prior to that, yeah. So up in like 2016, they were still monthly. Then they went. So then when they switched formats, they went uh, every other month. Um, bi- bi-monthly, it sounds like. Yep. But I don't think it exists. I think I did a search once. It didn't come up with anything that was looked like it was uh, really good. But I, I think, uh, like, like I was saying, a, a compliment would be the, 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 a collection of some of the greatest hits of articles and interviews. But I highly recommend this. Uh, so check it out. So what else, what are we talking about? What's our main topic for today? So today we are talking about becoming a sex artist. So we have talked about the Detroit Dirty Show before. Mm-hmm. Um, we went last year. We didn't talk about it last year because we weren't podcasting then. But a few years ago when we went, I remember talking about the Dirty Show on the podcast before. And this year I actually um, pursued becoming an artist in the show. And, and I did. I was an artist. Mm-hmm. I had two pieces of art that were in the show of sexy art. And so we're just going to talk about that. We'll talk about the dirty show itself and how we went last year, inspiration, um, how we actually created the art. And I say we, cause it, it was a joint effort in that, um, in the creation. And then ultimately what it was like to be at the show showing a piece of your artwork, which I've never done before. That's a, it's a whole new experience for me. 
and something I don't ever envision happening in the non-sexy world. Yeah, but I, in in I, the sexy world, it's, I'm pretty proud of it. I'm super proud of you. It's 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 amazing. My first question or my first piece of feedback because this was is your show. You basically wrote the agenda for the talking points that you wanted to go through through the process. But my first talking th- point here is so in the agenda you wrote sex artist. Was that just the first term that came to your mind? Because like not erotic artist or I don't um, know. Yeah, it was what I. Uh, <laughs> okay. The word erotic. Just I didn't know if you specifically um, went for that because some of the like um, at least one of the images is explicit um, actual intercourse. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay, no, I, I just, didn't know. I, I mean, I guess in my mind, erotic could be a little taste more tasteful, and what we what what I made was very explicit. Not necessarily. I mean, it, it was tasteful, I guess. It was it was good looking art. It was excellent photography, I would say, but um, very explicit. It's, it wasn't the kind of art that you would just put on your wall, except for maybe a special occasion or like you were purposely trying to, to be a little on the raunchy side. But or yeah, it's fairly ex- it's fairly explicit. Um, and so you can get. Why don't you talk about what the dirty show is and um, the, the aspects of going to it prior to wanting to or being in it so it's been going on in detroit for i want to say 21 years this is the 21st dirty show and essentially they they take over a big warehouse and turn it into an art gallery but all of the art be it um photography or hand-drawn or any medium of art that you can think of um it's all in in this gallery and it's all erotic of some sort some of it is not in your face erotic where you kind of look at it and go oh yeah that is sexy or oh I see a hidden penis in there and and a lot of it is is very erotic where it's naked people and naked bodies and sex acts and dildos and vaginas and there's a um a giant sculpture of a vagina through a doorway so you actually like have to walk through a vagina to get into one of the doorways Mm -hmm. it's it just celebrates all things sexy and so not only is it art, but then there's there's also artistic acts. So there's burlesque burlesque shows. There's yeah, they have a stage show. Yep. That um is, is going on and most mostly burlesque. Mm-hmm. Um, another awesome thing we've, is that we've they... seen people like doing the the like hanging by pins where they you know where you're oh, kind of yes. like pinning your skin and S- sorry audience we don't, don't know, know that's called the, I'm sorry. Uh, the the rope the rope um style hanging and also hanging by um the stretching where you put rods you know um and you're stretching your skin so the um interesting things such as um that another awesome thing which was not there um a few years ago but we but last year was the first time that we saw it although they might have been mm-hmm. we took we took a couple of years off from going to the show so it might have been there for a couple of years prior but is the erotic film festival which is pretty cool yeah where, and where, they're usually shorter films yeah yeah like, erotic short films are like you know between like five and 15 minutes mm-hmm. of um and th- they're X. not like porn it's not porn it's trying to be an artsy style um film short short film but definitely definitely with an erotic uh bent or or, yeah. or an explicit there, bent. there may be nudity there may be sex acts well they're most it's not, likely it's not trying to be most likely porn. will be or right. you'll see actual intercourse or actual like the one we watched was about a, like one of them we watched was about a glory hole in, yeah. in a men's bathroom which i i enjoyed that one i thought that was one of the better ones we watched. That, that was a funny it was a humorous one yes and i remember um last year there we we saw one where 
I forget what the details of it, but there you'll see it's it isn't simulated for the most part. You'll see mm-hmm. um, real cum shots in these films, or if 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 they're showing um, right, you know, but they're trying to be our like have a message. Or yeah, they're, it's you're, they're not trying. Across. They're not trying to film porn. It's right. an, it's a short film. It's an erotic triple X short film that has an artistic merit to it mm-hmm. beyond just highlighting only the sex. Yep. And they, they wasn't there, was it this year or last year that it was, um, just up close, uh, men's, men's buttholes. <laughs> that was and, last year. <laughs> and they were just, you know, they'd yep. be puckering and, and yeah, that was and, last uh, year. That was, was just like, what the <laughs> that was a, that was a funny one. Um, it wasn't meant to be funny, but it was, it's in, it was it's weird. ingrained in my mind. I was like, "Oh, it must be this year because it's like just <laughs> oh, it was burned in there." <laughs> so, so if you're anywhere near the Detroit area, um, within a reasonable driving distance, it's worth the time to come out. And the people watching, in and of itself, is is fantastic because you feel at least I felt like we're kind of like with our people. We're with people mm-hmm. who are are openly sexy, who um. In, engage in open sexuality of of all kinds. Not not that they're having engaging in sex acts, but it's just people who are are open to other you know types of sexuality who are just open to talking about sex mm-hmm. and that, who are not ashamed of sex in the human body. I think that part of it is very um, liberating. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, you mentioned the how good the people watching is, and and that's a that's a big that's a big part of it, and being around. Well, because pe- people dress up, people, people, people wear have, sexy outfits. People have or, sexy outfits, or or a guy all in or, or interesting costumes as well. Sometimes people are in, in interesting costumes, but I do want to at least um, from my perspective, the art really is the yeah the star draws of the, the art. Sh- the, yeah. the art is the star of the show, as it should be, mm-hmm. as it should be. So. Getting back to my original point, it's always in February. It's usually the weekend before and the weekend of Valentine's Day. Um, so I would encourage anybody to, to check it out if you're um, going to be in the area because it's it's worthwhile. And I think it's like 20 bucks a ticket. Like It's not super expensive mm-hmm. to go. So last year we went to the Dirty Show. And while we were there, I was like, wow, you know, I, I have a little bit of an artistic um edge in me not much but a little bit I mean I think being an engineer you have to at least learn to do some kind of drawing and thinking and be able to to put your thoughts and translate them onto paper so I've always thought I have a little bit of an artistic vein in me not huge I'm not an artist I'm certainly not a very good drawer by any means but um I feel like I've had a decent eye for that and so when we were at the dirty show there was just some some art there that I was like, I think I could do this. I think I could could take something sexy and, and make it into art that people want to look at or are interested in looking at. And a lot of the art is just intriguing. It's not something that you'd be like, hey, I'm going to buy and buy this and put it on my mantle. But you want to stand there and look at it and think about it and be intrigued about it, just like you would, you know, art at the art gallery mm-hmm. where it might make you scratch your head and say, hmm, I see this or I see that or you know, it's mm-hmm. some of its perspective changing or things like that. And so I was really inspired. And I remember telling you, like, I want to be in the show next year. What did you think when I said that? Well, I had never, I, I didn't, I won't say that I wrote it off, but I also was like, I mean, you're not one to be caught up in the moment usually, but I was like, oh, she's around, she's surrounded by this art and you're a very ambitious person. And so you're like, well, I can do this. And it's like, it isn't dismissive was my mindset, but it was, 
well, I've never known you to want to be, try to be an artist or be or or be in an art show before. I had never had. That's the thing. I had never had a desire to create art or put art on the. You know, I'll, I'll sew occasionally or I'll help kids with with art projects, but I've never had a real desire to like create art. Mm-hmm. But then just being there, I was like, I want to make something. I I want to be a part of this. And I think part of just the maker movement in general, which has kind of grown over the the last decade or so of people just being more embracing of makers, or maybe I've just become more aware of it. It's probably always been there. Mm -hmm. Listening to like the Tested podcast and Adam Savage and all of that, like there's, there's this maker inside of me that wants to come out. Like I would love to get a 3D printer just to fuck around with it. You know, I don't have anything in my mind that I'd want to make, but I would just have fun like playing with melted plastic. It sounds like so much fun. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I wanted to make something, and that was February of last year. And, you know, for maybe the first few weeks afterwards, it was in the back of my head of, oh, I'm, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do this. And then it kind of fell to the wayside. I didn't do anything on it. I think it was always a spark in the back of my head, but um, I didn't know where to start or what to do. And, you know, I just kind of let it be and didn't mention it for a while. So then we fast forward to July when we went to the Nadia Nolens. And one of the classes that we took was sexy photography. And that was like, oh, well, here is here's some methodology to incorporate with the madness. I've um, been playing around with filters and taking um, nature photographs, which I feel like anybody can photograph nature because it's just automatically beautiful. But I had been doing that and we've got some photography from different vacations up on our that we've blown up and put on our wall. And I was like, I think I could do some sexy photography. And I picked up a few different tricks when we were in, in Nutty and Nolens, and that like re-sparked the, the kindling that was already there. So the, the fire, you know, the little baby flame was already there, and then that kind of gave it some oxygen for, for me to say, okay, yeah, now, now I have direction, because I think I lacked direction before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I remember leaving that particular class with with some excitement like oh I, I think I know what I want to do and that also gave me the inspiration to do something with the male body I wanted to highlight cock because <laughs> I mean when you talk about sex it's almost all the, the female body oh the woman is a woman is a goddess was our last episode and talking all about women and and how you know, sexy and attractive, the the curves are of women and female bodies being all soft. And then you contrast that with the, the hard male body and everyone's like, men are ugly. But I disagree. Men are hot and cocks are sexy and I like them and I like to do them and I like to play with them and I wanted to figure out a way to, to highlight the male body in art. And so, of course, who would I turn to to do that but you? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And, and, and it's true about, um, you know, the female form is has a flow to it and a sexiness to it. I mean, we've we've bought or inspired by and mm-hmm. uh, the Dirty Show art. Like, we, um, we have two pieces of art in our master bathroom. One we bought th- th- this year, the show that you were in. Mm-hmm. We, we bought a, a piece of art that we put up um, in our master bathroom. And then we bought another piece of art that we didn't actually buy at the Dirty Show, but we were inspired by. Mm-hmm. And we didn't just pull the trigger at the dirty show, but then we found something very similar that we yeah, were inspired. It's kind uh, of like smoky, to... shadowy, but there's boob in it. Yeah, like at first like you don't it. notice it, and the smoke kind of follows the form of the the female body. And so, yeah, we have. So, I mean, it speaks to what you're saying in terms of like what 
people normally will go for. And so you wanted to go a different way. I did. So I bought some some LED lights that are like color changing lights so I could set the mood in our bedroom. And I played around with them. So my first practice session was with our dog. <laughs> he happened to be laying on the bed. And then I got out um, actually a... a clone a willy of your cock as as a stand-in that's right that was your yeah. stunt double <laughs> yeah that i we we made you and i probably over over a decade or about a decade ago now maybe more we did one of those uh clone a willy where you make a mold of the of the cock and make it a make make it a vibrator mm-hmm. um and it's a pretty like i mean it's it's spot on of your cock i mean well, it's, it's it's a mold of it so so it, it, yeah <laughs> I mean, i'm just saying it like it did a good job like that the the molding material gets every contour and vein and all of that so i figured it would be a good stand-in because although side note real quick hmm. you never actually even, even though we made it you weren't a fan of actually using it as, as vibrator to take two seconds and talk about that and well the reason i wasn't a fan is because the the plastic that they use that you melt and pour into the mold that actually hardens to form the cock, it's not very supple or soft. So when it's inside, it, it just doesn't feel great as, as a vibrator. And the vibrator itself is fine. It turns on, it, it has different speeds, just mm-hmm. like any other vibrator, but it doesn't have the like the softness that your typical silicone vibrator would have. So it's just not, it's not comfortable. It's a great novelty item. I like having it, but it, it's not fun to, to play with. And so it now it's basically a novelty that sits in our sits, yeah. sits in our sex drawer. That's uh, so it's, it's funny. I have a novelty like it's you know, your uh, cock. Like my if I'm ever missing my you, cock that then... is uh, that's that's not fun to play with because it's too hard. But it, but it, but it's there. It's funny. Although, but we, should you ever die or divorce me, I will always have that. Like I'll have your cock anyway. We so. did a second. <laughs> um, we we did a second clone of Willie. I did it as a gift because they can get chocolate kits. So I That's made a right. uh, chocolate uh, cock that I had to bite out of your head that I had to that or that I made for Christmas one year. That's a f- I there's a whole story there. Maybe I'll tell that story on a different show sometime. <laughs> but we made a chocolate <laughs> version of the clone Willie. So go ahead. So anyway, I I wanted to make sure that I knew you you were going to be my model, and of course there's always fluffing involved. But I wanted to make sure that I had an idea of the angles that I wanted to shoot you at and the the type of lighting and the colors of lighting and where I wanted the light and I I wanted to make sure that I had already kind of worked out some of those details first because the last thing you want is to have you standing at attention ready to go because I'm not gonna shoot a flaccid cock I want a hard one right so <laughs> and and then be not prepared for it so I practiced and then I did a little bit of editing of those photos too not much but just to to see how the filters were working and, and all that stuff. So once I was comfortable with that, then it was time to schedule our, our sexy modeling. So you were my model. How, how, how was it? Like, what was it like knowing that I was taking pictures for a specific reason as opposed to just taking sexy pictures? Well, it's it was interesting because um, taking pictures that were they accepted, you know that like there's going to be hundreds of people I, I i don't know what the final like numbers but mm-hmm. you know probably may, maybe even like low thousands i mean it's probably there's probably a they do it on the weekends um friday and over, saturday for two weeks it's over two weekends right so it's yeah. four nights over two weekends and so it's at least hundreds yeah it's definitely hundreds for sure but i'm trying to think like kind of can you actually see either way hundreds to maybe thousands of people looking at um explicit photos and so you you're almost you're kind of protective of yourself and your and your body and so uh but then you have to be comfortable 
letting you take the shots that you want to take and right and we didn't have any face picks i mean there was no nothing that was it was all nether regions mm -hmm. so i mean nothing that would be identifiable but mostly um if you want to get into the details of the session mostly the session was just fun us you know because and also when you're not actively having sex or even like always doing sex acts if you're trying to stay hard for photos lots of fun fluffing and yeah and 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 things too and there were lots more pictures that i took that i was like when i when i went to sit in the cutting room as the editors say that i was like oh this is not this is not what i want it to be like at the time there were there were some photos that i was like oh this is gonna be so hot this is gonna be great this is gonna tell a story and no it didn't in the end (laughs) like most of what we took did not translate into photography that i liked but um, the Dirty Show this year, I, I got the impression they haven't done this in years past, but I don't know for sure because I've never entered. But this year, they only allowed three pieces of art to be entered per artist. And then they would go through those three pieces and, and they could select, you know, one, two, three or none of your art to actually you know be able to show. Mm-hmm. So I knew that from all the photos, I wanted to find three pieces that I that I liked that I would be prepared to, to show. So um Actually, a couple of the photos that we ended up going going with were your idea because they were taken from from your perspective that I then edited and and mm-hmm. you know doctored up. But um, one of them was P going right into the G, right? So it was the head. Yeah. The head of the penis is just entered. You yeah. can still see kind of the the coronal ridge. I think it's um um both both the pictures are have really interesting perspectives and they were yeah they were there was that one and then the other one was posts post the session right and then no, it was, it was pre there was there was a picture of pre-com like a zoomed in picture of uh a droplet of pre-com that had just come out of the head <laughs> and so it was like zoomed in and it's it's in this like pinkish reddish kind of background it's a very cool looking picture. Again, not something anyone you would think would want to put on a wall. Well, but it depends. It's... I mean, you never know. There's the you know the classic cliche of the you know we watched um, all ten seasons of King of the Hill and mm-hmm. Boomhauer always had like sexy photos up on his walls. You never <laughs> That's know. true. You yeah. never. I you mean, never really were, know. Like what you never know what people, people are gonna put. I mean, we have. That's true. We have a naked woman in our bathroom. Just um, so you never know what somebody wants. I mean, the penis is you is maybe a, like, you think of it as being more explicit. So yeah, yeah. Um. So you so you never know. It's true. So so there was one third image that we went with that was um it was actually a shot of my ass that you took with um the cock like leaning in in between the cheeks mm-hmm. and that one I really liked. I called that one symmetry because there was like this round ass cheek on either side with a cock in the middle. That one didn't get selected, so I didn't get to show that one. Um, but I I really liked it. It was actually my favorite of of all the pictures mm-hmm. but I, I you know they don't give you feedback as to why they didn't select it i suspect it had something to do with the lighting in the picture i don't know but i really like that one too so anyway it was fun it was really fun to to take all these pictures to then learn something about the process and myself and and then um when i was sitting down editing them and trying to figure out which ones i wanted to submit i learned something really interesting Normally, when when models post for pictures, they post for pictures, and that's it. They get they get paid for for whatever, and and that's the end of it. But because they're explicit pictures, and you're my husband, and you know you're there, you wanted to have a say in in what went up, or at least in you know to veto some of the pictures. 
And I was not prepared for that conversation. I just wasn't because I was the artist. I was the one who was who was working on it. I was the one who was who was editing and changing and and you know picking the photos from from the lineup. And then to have you, the model, come in and be like, no, or yes, or I want I want to have a say, that caught me way off guard. And it ended up being quite a long conversation that you and I had to work through on that. So so walk us through like how how did that feel for you then? Well, I guess part of it, um, so we, we, we had our sexy session and it probably wasn't until about a week later that we actually like both of us sat down or no. I mean, the way part of it was too, is that you were just going to show me the pictures. I just don't think you were prepared for feedback. Um, but I'm the, being the person I am, I'm going to give feedback on which ones I like and which ones I don't, especially if it's me. And I think you just wanted, I think you just wanted to show me and just basically just have not, no comments, just show me what was done and they weren't edited or color, you know? Um, yeah, I wasn't, I hadn't really, I was showing you the raw, raw images. I hadn't, I had, I hadn't really fully processed them in my head. And that's how I am when I watch movies. That's how I am when I watch TV. Like I like to, to watch it to take some time to digest it, to gather my thoughts, and then discuss. And you're kind of the, the, the opposite, where you watch it and you're ready to talk right away, and I need I need some time. So I was still in the process of digesting when you were, were telling me what you thought, and that just threw me off because I didn't want to be tainted or persuade, or I, I wanted the thoughts to be original in my own, and I felt like if I hadn't fully formed them or like birthed my thoughts before – you came in with yours that I would somehow be like tainted now how much or influenced how much did, about that process specifically the the thinking about and paring down of photos had you have you, have you learned from that you think you can you know better next year to not even come to me or or come to anybody whoever the model is or if or whatever it is whoever you might want to give feedback either to or get from would you want to have more of a like like start that process, like have, like if you know that you want to take some time to digest to not mm-hmm. like to, to build this in and, and to learn about yourself as an artist, because how much of this did you know about yourself? Oh, I didn't or know any of it because I'd never done this before. But one of the things that you said um, afterwards was that you were looking forward to us just sitting down and going through the pictures. And normally I agree when the purpose of taking photos is just we're taking sexy photos and we're, we're just kind of playing around, like fucking around with a camera. And we've done that many times where I'm like putting on costumes or you're doing different things. And then we just have fun sitting down and being like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. And I think you were expecting we would do the same with this session, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I think going into it, I'd want to just set clear expectations about what the next steps would be so that neither one is caught off guard because mm-hmm. I, I you know sense. I could sense yeah. there was some disappointment from you when I didn't want to just sit down and run th- run through the photos like I remember you were like let's sit on the couch and go through the photos and I was like no <laughs> yeah well it, re- refresh my memory because it's been a few months now since this happened was it that you just wanted to sit down and and just have us look at it but then not really like talk about the photos or was it that Whose idea was it to actually look at the photos that night? Yours. Well, then there. And I like reluctantly was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um. So I, I just learned about like creating art for me and the process that goes with it. Like I need space and time and, and, and like, um, 
just time with with the pieces to figure out what I want to do in the direction. I think that's why I kind of took a week. And I think you were kind of chomping at the bit. Like, why yeah. is she not doing anything well, with I, these? I, I also think that you're learning as, like, when it comes to, like, Heidi the artist and Heidi the erotic artist. I still can't think um, of myself that way, though. Like, I'm, well, you need I'm to. I'm not, though. Like, I, I'm... I don't feel like I'm in the same league as some of the other people in that matter. show, but I was still in the show. Exactly. So, so, so you were, but I guess um, you're learning like your needs and, and, and what it takes for you to, to do the craft and, um, and are growing. And also I have to figure out, you know, how to support you because I have no interest in, at least right now, maybe, I mean, you never know what could happen in the future, but at least right now I have mm-hmm. no interest beyond supporting you, being your model putting up lights, whatever you need to do mm-hmm. to, because to to you know make what's happening in your head to come out in whatever medium you're going to do it on but yeah so i don't have a uh motivation other than just supporting you and so having you learn about like what works for your process is is definitely like helpful and in, in, in talking mm-hmm. about it so what i want to hear is about the logistics all the things you had to learn about <laughs> you know um just signing up where to get erotic photos printed how you learned that because i know that uh-huh. i it's... you gave me a little bit of that um that info but not a not a ton but well we can't since... just walk into walmart and no, get photos you printed c- you cannot they walmart and all of the online photo printing places definitely have um not nudity clauses but like um what's the word like they, they all have clauses in their eula and their user you know, end user license agreements that you're not going to post anything. Well, number one, no child porn that's in there, but most of them say, you know, like drugs, guns, violence, or anything that's like distasteful, basically, Mm -hmm. they're not going to print. So you, you can't just go to Shutterfly and upload your photos and expect them to print them and mail them to you. And at the time we didn't have a printer. We've since then brought up, bought a pretty decent photo printer. So in the future, we haven't haven't printed any photos on it. So I don't know what does it, I don't know what sizes it prints to, but don't talk about the future. Talk about what you had to do this year. So, so I had to, well, first off, I didn't print anything until I had been accepted into the show. So I didn't want to spend any money on it. And we had did, we did photography. So it was you know, cheap on our end in terms of expenses. I didn't have to buy tons of art equipment or anything like that. Like no paint and canvases, mm-hmm. no, no real yeah, investment a, other than time. That's a good, that's a good point. Actually. So if we already talked about the sexy session, but what equipment did we use? We used the lights and then what did we use for the camera? I just used a Google pixel. Exactly. Yeah. Like simple, simple mm-hmm. camera. And then I, I edited it on free photo editing software. I use pixel it does much of the same thing that like an Adobe Photoshop does. Mm-hmm. So, and it's free. So really b- buried entry is very, very low for us. And that's why I consider myself to be like, not really truly an artist. Cause I feel like artists have better tools, but I mean, if you can make art with what you have, yeah, you can make art with, with, with uh, uh, somebody who's out on the street, but I, I don't want to come uh, across as highbrow. Cause I, I'm not well, like true, that's... true. But I mean, I also don't want to uh, minimize what's considered. I mean, somebody who's out doing chalk, chalk uh paintings out on, True. Out, out, I mean, out on a boardwalk make, somewhere they just have you a, can make art with crayon they, yeah they just have any medium i mean you can have a spray can and a and a canvas of or a piece of art because like we have we have art in our bedroom that you got in mexico that it was just somebody using a spray can right yeah yeah so i don't think the the cost of equipment is, is a testament to the quality fair of the point, artist fair point so the show is in february and around September, I started checking the website for their call for art to figure out when to submit the art. And 
um, I just basically signed up on the on the web page to be notified when they were looking for art. And I think they um, started accepting art sometime in like October or November, something like that. And then the cutoff to submit all of your artwork was, I want to say, December 15th. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they were then open to make the decisions. And then they, ha- they gave a date, and I don't remember what it was, that was like, on this day, you'll be notified either a thumbs up or a thumbs down, basically, if your art is in the show. So, you know, fast forward to that day, I remember like continually refreshing the webpage and like refreshing. I didn't realize they would send me an email. So I kept on just going, like logging into my account and there's little icons next to your submissions. Did, 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 I was briefly thinking about something else for a quick moment. Um, Did you, so if you just said this a second ago, let me know. Yeah. Did you say like so? It was like it was like December twenty third, wasn't it? Did 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 you say that? Because we were. It we was were, sometime around Christmas. No, yeah, that we makes were sense. literally at a family Christmas. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, we were when at I a family notified? family yeah, Christmas right. event that you were then telling me that you were accepted. Yeah. Okay. So I think it was. So there's about a week. December twenty third, like was the exact date, I believe. There was like a week or two weeks between when you submitted and then when you got got the feedback that you were in the show or or not. Um, but basically, you had to just log into a website. You had to pay a $15 fee to create your account to submit your artwork. And then they had some some rules as to how big your – you had to upload pictures of your art. Like either you took a picture of your canvas or you actually uploaded your photography, if that's what it was, or pictures of your sculptures, whatever whatever it is. Um, and they had guidelines. <laughs> and I, like, almost flipped out because one of my photos, I had the – downsized thumbnail version Mm -hmm. but i couldn't find the original so like i had this low res downsized version that amateur amateur met all the requirements because i had like i had edited it and i saved it and then like i I changed my mind and went back and i like changed some of the coloring for the better because originally i had like more of like a white shadow and i changed it into a darker black shadow all in the vajay like i made it a better photo but then when i saved it i saved it in low res and not in high res i had to recreate the whole fucking thing it was annoying like (laughs) lesson learned there like save your originals first and make sure you keep them safe before you then create your low res thumbnails for uploading elsewhere mm-hmm. stupid amateur mistake for sure anyway um yeah uploaded my photos and it clicked send and that was it and i'm kind of happy i only had really three photos that i wanted to submit because all the way up until the deadline, you could change out which pieces you were submitting. So then you could like second guess yourself and be like, no, I want to put this one in or that one. Or I only had three. So, mm-hmm. and then I just remember like refreshing the page and refreshing the page. Cause I think we were supposed to find out on the 22nd and I heard nothing, but the page didn't web didn't refresh either. Like there was no changes. So I was like, well, maybe they've fallen behind. Maybe, I don't know. It was, did you say what the cost of submitting was? Fifteen, mm-hmm. just fifteen flat, not flat, like per, not not yeah. per picture. Yeah, fifteen flat rate, and that was just like to create your account with the the website that they were using. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's an annual thing or not. I didn't read the fine print. Um, but then the next day, I remember being at a family get together. That's right, it was for Christmas, and I got an email and I looked down and it said the Dirty Show, and I was like, what is this? And then it had it said like congratulations, this specific photo has been inse- accepted into the show, and I was like woohoo! And then at that point, I was like, well, what about my other ones? And they hadn't turned yet, one way or the other. And then throughout the course of you know maybe within the next 
15 minutes or so I got the other email that the other one was accepted and then I got the other email that the third one was rejected but hey I had two out of three I was happy what's funny is that means they're most likely like doing things like you know they evaluate and they send an email and then they evaluate and send an email you'd think that they would like batch it or like do it by artist like let's 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 look at all your photos and let you know all in one email it's just funny because you can almost see the process like somebody's or the team whoever's like evaluating these photos to be you know, up to snuff for, right. for being there. And They're just, <laughs> so I, my each, each submission had a number. So I was like numbers like three fifteen or three sixteen seventeen and 18 and three sixteen and three eighteen were accepted and 17 wasn't or something like that. But they have to have a limitation on how much art they can put up in that facility too, mm-hmm. or at least a number in their head in terms of how much art they'll accept versus reject. So it depends on how much entries too. So, you know, you're kind of like, can your art be on the bubble? Like was number three seventeen my my image that was rejected? Was that ever on the bubble? And they were like, eh, we have enough art. Or yeah, that's yeah. interesting. Like, I, I have no idea what that process looks like at all. But yeah, that's and some people like, there's definitely there's definitely some prolific artists who get more than three. Like there was one artist. Oh yeah, one of the had, artists they that called we it actually, artist showcase. Yeah, oh, yeah, one of the artists that we actually bought art from. Um, we they had like a whole wall of. They had an entire wall, probably 10, 10 pieces or, or, oh, or yeah. so. Yeah. So I guess if you want more peek, peeks behind the curtain, there's a whole process then after you get submitted or after you get accepted on how to um, get your art to the art show. So mm-hmm. you could either choose to drive it there yourself. So if you're nearby, like save yourself some, some trouble of mailing it and shipping it and just drop it off at a drop off location. Or you could do what I did, which is mail it. And so then you had to go through the trouble of wrapping it, framing it. So I had to get frames because you can't just put mm-hmm. pictures on the wall. Frame it, wrap it, document everything, send them a check so they can mail it back to you. All, all that stuff is kind of a hassle, but so I was I, excited. So. I want to go back real quick because um, we kind of got sidetracked about the actual printing. Oh, not yeah, that, that's right. We're not, we're, we're not affiliated with the printer at all. We, so I don't so, but, no. but do you want to give them a shout out for because there might be people out there who want to just print their own sexy photos and maybe you know get some sexy art put have something that they can put away and put I out believe, when they're having some I believe you know, it's a place called Blue Cube when they're having parties and things and it's a I believe it was called Blue Cube it is a very simplistic website when you look at it and I wouldn't have thought it was even something like I would have thought it was a little sketch how but did you find it? Because it was on a bunch of forums. There was lots, like, I just did Google searches for printing erotic photography and found out that way about all the places that you cannot submit your artwork to. Mm-hmm. And incidentally, I then went back and read Shutter, Shutterfly's EULA because I was curious to see what it said. Anyway, but there was there were several people on different forums who had suggested this blue cube. And so um, I went on there, and then you can upload your photos. You can choose the sizes. You can crop them. You can rotate them. Um, that you know, basic, basic tools to to be able to print it. And then um, I want to say it was like, I think it was about ten dollars or so per print, including shipping. So I think I paid about twenty bucks to get my my two eight by ten high res. Mm-hmm. You can get like matte finish, or you can get photo finish, or lots of sizes, that sort of thing. And then I started to get a little nervous because I didn't print them until after I got accepted. So I got accepted, like you said, December 23rd. I submitted to have them printed like the next day, Christmas Eve. And I had to have the art to the Dirty Show by the end of January. And I didn't hear back from the printing place until 
or for a while. Was, I, so I waited until after the holidays. I waited until like January 2nd or 3rd. And then I emailed them and was like, hey, is there an ETA? Have they printed? When are they shipping? And a few days later, I heard back. But I had started to get nervous because I was like, if these guys don't come through, I'm running out of time to find somewhere else. But they did. And I mean, they did like next day shipping. It was quick. But I, I suspect just because of the holidays, their email inbox wasn't getting checked. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah. So so I guess the last thing is like talk to talk to me about your feelings and emotions and like uh, being at the show because we didn't know where it was going to be or, mm-hmm. or anything. And well, first, first we get there and you're able to get in free because artists get in. So that's, yeah, I got like a special little artist wristband, which was cool. That's a yeah, that's um, I, I got a picture of you, you know, artists check in. And- yep. And I, I noticed all the other artists then because then I knew what the wrist, special wristband was. And so then as we were walking around, I happened to start noticing other artists, oh, see, once which we, I hadn't before. Once we left, I, I, I didn't do that because it being the artist wasn't it just wasn't on my mind but i didn't that would have been a good yeah to like look and see yeah. like well because we went on around. we went on opening night too i noticed a lot of other artists there too so that's there was a, probably pretty standard there was a few people that we saw um standing by their art and taking pictures because in general you're, you're not supposed to take pictures of the art or anything but people, when it's yours yeah when it's <laughs> yours people stand next to it and take photos so i so we met or saw a couple artists that way but it would have been interesting if I would have just like uh, as we're walking around look at look at wrist and see who has the mm-hmm. artist wristband or, or whatnot. So, but keep 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 talking about the emotions you were feeling. That I was were... just really excited, and there was a part of me that was like, I want to tell people that I'm in this art show, but I don't want them to come see my art because it's your cock and it's my vagina. Like, like I wanted to tell my parents, and my brother, like I'm in an art show. Can you believe it? But then I was like, well, no, I can't have them go. <laughs> like, I, I guess I could tell them, but be like go at your own risk because you're not going to want to see what you see. Like, yeah, I so probably could have said that better. <laughs> what we did is just to be quiet. <laughs> yeah. But I, so like there that excitement in me, I, I could share it with some of my friends who are on the, my lifestyle friends. I shared it with them and they were all excited too. But some of our, you know, other closest like family that I think would be proud of me for being in a show. Um, I didn't show it to. And at one point during the show, I'd had a couple of drinks or, and, or, yeah, not even. Yeah, of course you didn't show it to them, but you didn't even tell them. No, I didn't even tell them. No, and at one point I'd had a couple of drinks and had resolved to tell my parents that I was in the show after we got back and be like, "Guess what? I was in the show." But then I sobered up and decided <laughs> decided against it. It is an interesting. You know, we could have a whole. Well, I don't know if we could have a whole show topic, but it's a, we've we've talked on the show before, and I'm sure we will talk again about perceptions of of sex in society i'm and, not embarrassed about sexuality being in the show at all i just don't want i wouldn't want my parents to be so proud that they're like we want to go to the show and see your art because i wouldn't want them to see the art like see i'm I, proud of being in it but i don't want them to see this big picture of your cock in my vagina like well what's interesting is i well because it that's what it is though it's like I mean, I guess you can leave it up to their, to their imagination, but it I don't. It would be I so uncomfortable. I almost <laughs> would not want anybody to, or family members, or, or people, v- vanilla individuals in our lives, to wonder what we did in the air, like go, and we don't want them to see it. To not even, so I just would. I, yeah. I just, my opinion is just to not even like tell them. So, but that's probably like it's it's not promoting. Like, I mean, it's a, something to be super proud of. And yeah. It, and we're sort and and there's a part of us that are like keeping it like a secret and like we always say with swinging things like it's fun to have like your own little secret that nobody else knows about but sometimes you want to especially this not not like we've we've talked about our feelings about swinging and 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 being open and why we choose not to but this is something to be proud of like an accomplishment that it is we, yeah uh, so but we still opted for 
for staying in the closet, quote unquote. With one exception, because there's always the little card that's next to the art that has like the title of the art and the the name of the person, the artist, and oh, you know, where true. they're from. Yeah. I use my real name. And so, that was a mistake, though. You didn't mean to tell. So if you were at the, like, we didn't tell anybody to go, but if you were at the art show, you know your full name, first name, and last name, and the town we live in, then you would know who it was because it's. But you wouldn't necessarily, like, it doesn't say that it's my would, vagina. Yeah, you I mean, know, you, 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 you would just know that I took an explicit photo. Yeah, you would know that, yeah, at a minimum that you took an explicit photo. But we, if anybody that in our vanilla lives went to the show and saw you, be, which I feel like, like huh, is that is nobody's, that who we know? Nobody's brought it up, but even then, I feel like it's low because, like, if you're like a normal, you have to be really a normal person who's looking, like most people, I definitely don't read the the names of mo- most of if if not all of the cards. I mean, well, that's not true. You read the Maybe ones that you're really interested. Like ninety five percent of the cards, you don't even you don't read the names. You just look at the you appreciate the art and yeah. you keep moving. And yeah, so, so so it was exciting. I think the the anticipation in walking around the gallery was was really fun because I didn't know where my art would be. So we had to walk around the gallery and um, my pictures were separated. They weren't on the same wall. So we came across one and I was like, where's the other one? And then I started to get nervous. I'm like, well, what if it broke in shipping and they didn't tell me? What if only one of my two pictures is up? And then it was almost on the last panel that we looked at we came across my my other photo which just depending on the way we walked around the room it could have been one of the first one of the first yeah because we we did like a horseshoe pattern yeah and and, uh it yeah if you went left it would have been one of the first things we saw and we just happened to go right and so the second picture was one of the last things although that would have meant that the we saw the first one fairly soon but it is interesting to put an artist like I I thought I, th- I haven't noticed this before, but I was more co- cognizant of it because it was um, mm-hmm. you were there as an artist and myself as like a model. Um, both pictures have me in it. One of them has you as well. Mm-hmm. But it's it's interesting to separate the artist. You'd think that I mean, in general, a lot of the times, most of the art an, was together. If an yeah. art has, um, and if an artist, if if there's art by more than if there's art by the same artist it's usually grouped together so i found it interesting that it wasn't and most of the i i was kind of paying attention to that then and most of it was really grouped together um there could have been other ones that were separated too but i didn't really catch any so i was kind of disappointed that my my photos weren't side by side Mm -hmm. because i think they would have showed better they were in the same frame they have similar format Mm -hmm. so i i would have liked it had they been together but oh well they were still up in the show so so talk a little bit about future moving forward next year what what are you thinking so the the picture do you want to do it again well, do you want to swing or is it a fling? Or is that what you're asking me? Yeah. I want to swing again. The picture that, okay, that we... <laughs> it's such a good show. I can't help it. She's cute. Anyway, um, I want to do it again, but I want to take a different approach this time. I've done photography and I've done ph- explicit photography. Now I would like to do... I'd like to dabble in another medium, which I recognize would be a big stretch for me and might not result in something that I think is show worthy or even upload worthy. And I'm considering dabbling in photography some more, but if I do, I want to try to do something a little more tasteful. I want to avoid black and white. There's lots of black and white at the show Mm -hmm. and I want to stand out from that. So I want to use color. I'd like to experiment with other models. We've got some friends, hopefully maybe lined up. I mentioned it when we were drinking with them the other day and they seemed (laughs) open to it, but they could have just been flattering me. So 
Like I want to, I want to do more experimentation and ultimately I would like to try to get something on the wall that I would be okay displaying and showing others so that if and when there's a next time I can actually be like, Hey, I am in the show. Yeah. And well, that's some of my favorite stuff too, is I, I like, um, explicit stuff just to look at, but like things that I would want to have in my house, the th- I is is the more um a, you know abstract that's like a hint of I don't know I, yeah. don't, I don't even know if like, you look at it the right way there's sexiness there yeah and, yeah um, it's but, not up in your like my pictures are in your face sex yes we want something that's not so in your face that I would very, like to create they're very artistic so but they are in your face sex yeah one thing that if you go photography that I'd like to see you dabble in although it would be an expense to buy a camera or something is more of depth of field where maybe um maybe you get a foreground and a background um mm-hmm. things and things in focus because camera phones and um aren't very yeah, good at there's taking, limitations they're they're mostly super super um they're super not super wide angle but they the point of camera phones is usually to try to keep everything in focus and so right they don't achieve which i, I think you overcame this but in general i don't, don't think camera phones take the most artistic photos well, i mean there are definitely tons of artists out there who they're well, they, the, they the take raw, amazing photos yeah with camera phones but and in general the raw images that i took they needed a lot of work i spent quite a bit of time like editing and and working on and, them. and so i mean if you, the the more stuff you can get in camera without needing to edit would be great i i think some more depth of field would be um something that would be cool to see too but the, the I'm just curious to see where you go next year. Yeah, I I have some ideas already floating around in my head. Like I said, other models. Um, I have some ideas about objects and sexy objects. Like I've got some some rope ideas, some something with heels. There's um, that I, that I've got some. I don't know what's gonna end up coming to play, but I've got some ideas about sexy objects or a way to, to have some sexy object art. And I keep in my head going back to. Um, chalk or watercolor as a possible um medium as well so i got okay. i have some experimentation okay. you got some that, ideas that needs to happen well i will what, what i heard so far sexy heels wrote like some some sexy things are coming to mind um oh the last thing i wanted to ask you about because you talked about this very briefly just offline on just um just everyday talk um was that there's a website that you've considered putting um, even what you did this year up for, up for sale, um, prints. Yeah. I don't remember what it was, so <laughs> I have to dig that back out. But in looking for some place to print my photos, I did come across a website that does consignment of sexy, sexy art where it's mostly photography. Cause that's the easiest to recreate, but artists can actually put their art up there and, and, um, People who are looking for erotic art can go there to make purchases, and then the artist will get a portion of the proceeds, and then the the company that's hosting would make the prints and, and ship them out. So um, there's really no downside for me to post our art up there, and I plan to, but I have to find the website first. I just don't remember what it was. I came across it, but it wasn't what I was looking for at the time, so I didn't bookmark it. Okay. Well, that was that was really fun re- recapping. I mean, I was there for a lot of this, but I wasn't getting some of the insights. Yeah. From your, well, and now thoughts. that I've now that I've shared my my plans for twenty twenty one's dirty show, I got to put my money where my mouth is because the whole the whole listener cast knows what I'm what I want to <laughs> do next year. True, true, Before true. it was just you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, 
One last. So they have some cool. I just want to say that they have some cool merch there. We got a cool magnet that we keep on our. Oh, dirty show magnet. Uh, yeah. Dirty show uh, magnet for our garage fridge, just to just to support. Um, yeah, they've got t-shirts the, and hats and the the show. All that, that stuff. That was so. cool. So what do you say as we wrap up to a Mary Fuck Blow? I'm, I'm springing it on you. I don't have one prepared, but if you've got one, I let's have go one, for but, it. And so you can, I'm sure you can come up with some 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 medium that has th- four four uh, females that you want to ask me about. So one, se- one second here while we do this. Mary Boff Kill, Beyonce, Paula Abdul, and Oprah. Dude, that's beyond easy. Boff Beyonce, Kill Paula, Mary Oprah. All right, so for your Mary Fuck Blow and Kill, I guess throw out because we say that you have to have four. We have to you have to have four. We are doing Fast and Furious. Oh, okay. So who are my your choices four choices here? are Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. Tyrese, mm-hmm. Han, mm-hmm. and. Paul Walker. It's funny. I feel like I had a mix of... Why did you of, go with all the like, dead people? <laughs> Plus Vin Diesel. Where's, well, where's, the the, only, where's the rock in this one? Come the on. Only where's one, Jason Statham? I wanted to go sort of core... Even though Han was only in a, like one movie prior to The Rock, I feel like Han is still more of a core character than The Rock. I don't know. Plus The Rock had a spinoff. I'm, I'm like, he's a sellout. Uh, I'm not joking. Although I wasn't crazy about... Um, <laughs> I wasn't crazy about uh, how... Uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. So, but what's funny, there's only one, like, so there's some that are dead in the franchise and there's some that are dead in real, in real life. In, yeah, as a mix. Only one. Only, only Paul Walker is dead in real life. Yeah. But, so again, so Vin Diesel, Tyrese, whatever his character's name is, Han yeah. and Brian, a.k.a. Right. Paul Walker. So I think I would, I'll start with the Mary and that would be, be Brian. He seems like the most normal of, of the crew. So I'll go with Brian as my Mary. I'm going to throw out Han because he just doesn't do anything for me. Um, I would fuck Tyrese. He looks like he'd be pretty good in bed. And then Vin Diesel can blow me. Maybe we'd 69 because I count. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. So, or eat out. Is that? Yeah, well, 69. Oh, I said blow me, but you know yeah. what I mean? In, in, the, in the female version of that, I guess. So, okay. It's, it's, it's interesting. I didn't know what you would do with... I'm not surprised about Paul Walker and Tyrese, but I didn't know. I feel like I could have see, seen you throwing out Vin Diesel. Although you're like a burly man, but throwing out Vin Diesel he's for, got a sexy voice. for Han. Han has like kind of like a suave, like he does. He's just kind of a cool, cool character, which um, spoilers in the, um, the trailer for the newest one. He's coming back. I don't know how that's going to happen because he died. Yeah. How is Han going to be back? But we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. Justice for Han is all over the, um, the posters. All right, I've got one for you. Pick from these actresses who have all been in some format of a comic book movie <laughs> in different worlds, but here we go. So your choices are Emma Stone. So she's Mary Jane. What, what comic movie? Oh, she was... Spider-Man. Yeah, Mary Jane. Mary Jane Spider-Man. I forget about those Andrew Garfield Then movies. you've got Charlize Theron, uh, Mad Max, Fury okay. Road. You've got Scarlett Johansson, a.k.a. Black Widow. And then Brie Larson also known as Captain Marvel. But I'm asking you about the actresses themselves. Not the characters. Not the characters. Yeah, not, yeah. not Furiosa from Mad Max. So let me go over these again. So there was there was Emma Stone. Yep. Charlize, Charlize Theron, Theron. Scarlett Johansson. And Brie Larson. Okay. Well, so Brie Larson can just go. I'm not crazy about her. Oh. She can just she can just go. She's a blonde. I thought maybe you'd, you'd no, like her. No, I'm not. 
I mean, she looks better in the Captain Marvel movie than she does in Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. She like gets a short haircut yeah. in Avengers Endgame. Although she's done other things other than the Marvel movies, but I'm just more familiar with her in the. I'm I'm actually not sure if I've seen her in anything other than the two Captain or Captain Marvel. Yeah, and we Avengers. didn't see Room, which I think she got an Oscar for. So let's see here. So that leaves uh, Scarlett Johansson. Um, um, I will, I will fuck Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And then. If that was me, I would go doggy style. Cause she's got that weird eyeball thing going on. I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to look at her. Um. She's pretty, but still. I, I, she probably has, I've never, I, I don't know if she's gone nude in a movie or topless, but she, I feel like she's got a, probably has a decent, uh, decent boobs. So, but I'm going to go fuck Scarlett Johansson, do- a missionary style. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. So you're getting specific. Well, just non-doggy, I guess. Just face, like, where I can see those tits. And then um, Mary, Mary Emma Stone. She seems like she'd be down to earth, like, nice and would would make a good wife. And I could see banging her, like, for, you know, long time. Like, she would also, like, because you got to think about that for the marriage, too. Like, who would you want to spend a long time with? And then... She seems like a, a slightly hotter than girl next door, girl next door type. Yeah. And then... Uh, Charlize Theron can uh, blow me. Okay. She can give me the bidet. So apparently Scarlett Johansson has some nudity in her movie called Under the Skin. Okay. All right. I who's it? What else is who? Who else is in that movie? Or what's it about? I have no idea. Well, I just never, saw that the, she I've, she did a, an interview opening up about being you know her nudity fully nude role in Under the Skin. Oh, I've never heard of it. That was in 2014. All right. Do you want to tell people where they can? Uh, well, they've already found us. They're listening to us, but where, you know, rate us and all the good jazz. Yeah, we would love it if you could rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. We do have some reviews on there, but they're from years ago, before when we first got started. It would be great to have some updated yeah, reviews. I, we've we've since we've come back. I think we've gotten one review, and yeah. it was not a positive one. Not. I no. mean, no, we're give, we're give vanilla us, swingers. Give us your we're, thoughts. We're give vanilla. Us your, now we we prefer and we hope that we're giving you some good content, so you give us good reviews. But give us. I mean if you don't think we're doing a good job then give us that review too i suppose but we want to hear from 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 people either way you can email us at swinging around at gmail.com no g at the end of swinging we're on twitter hey and if you like our talking geek podcast that we do in between go ahead and subscribe to the actual feed for that so we can get some numbers or give the talking geek podcast a direct review we we'd love that too we want to try to get that promoted a little more we post it on the Swinging Around site just as an added bonus for you guys. But we do have Talking Geek has its own feed and everything else, too. So if you like it, we'd appreciate a review there as well. Yeah, yeah. We would love to. It's So if, if, if you're listening to this then you get and you're a part of the Swinging Around feed, then you get the bonus. You get both episodes. But throw us throw us a review on the Talking the talking Geek um, iTunes reviews or wherever you're listening to this. Give it a review and then lastly we are on patreon so you can find us at patreon.com slash swinging around you can't google search for it because patreon's turned off that ability on explicit things you actually have to type in the link patreon.com slash swinging around i always put a link to it as well but we've got extra content there so we've got these um 10 minute quickies that we've been doing um there's a a erotic uh story that i wrote the entire thing is is posted on patreon versus the short shortened version that I, I posted for free on this feed yeah i think i had done the, the our first quickie 
tease to let to let people know that we were going to be doing those on Patreon. Um, that one we gave to, we put on the main feed, correct? Yep. But yep. so we have I did one last month, uh, February. We have not put out the March one yet, but we yeah, I'll be doing the we March did one. The, uh, I put out so I guess there and is, those are like ten minute quick. Yeah, if you want if you want to hear my quickie that I did, because I, th- I, th- I think we're going to go back and forth, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be very curious to see what your quickie is for, for this month. But we have exclusive content that you're not going to get anywhere else other than Patreon. And then did you want to talk about Twitter? You can find us at Swinging. We're Swinging Around at Twitter, on Twitter. Yep, no, no G at the end of Swinging. No G at the end of Swinging. So come follow us on Twitter. We don't do much, but if we get some more followers, maybe, maybe we'll start posting our thoughts on there more. And then, of course, I got to give a plug for my super geeky show. If you want even more of me, check out uh, Blue and Gold, uh, Superman and Booster Gold podcast. Super. If if you love geeky content and you can't get enough of us on this show or Talking Geek, then come listen to my solo show all about Superman and Booster Gold. All right, everyone. Stay sexy and stay swinging. <laughs>